Welcome to episode 6 of the All Blacks podcast. I am Andy Burt and on today's show we have former All Blacks fullback Christian Cullen. We catch up with Cully about what he's been up to since his playing days ended, have a look back at his career and some of his special moments and put some questions to him from our fans across social media. And uh, to finish things off, we've got a very special announcement, so uh, have a listen. Hey, I'm Dave Coles and you're listening to the All Blacks podcast. Welcome to the All Blacks Podcast. I'm Andy Burton. I'm here with former All Blacks fullback Christian Cullen. Christian, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks very much. Hey, mate, um, I guess a, a question a lot of fans would have for you is, um, what are you up to these days? Yeah, well, I came back from uh, Ireland, um, gee, what, 2008. So I uh, started a family. Um, got four, four young kids now. Uh, so we're nine, seven, six, and five. Yeah. So reasonably busy at home. Um, yeah, just doing uh, different little things, really, a bit of property stuff. Um, got some shares. Uh, we're sitting in a bar at the moment in Wellington, so got uh, a sm- small amount of shares here. Uh, playing a bit of golf, um, doing a bit of I guess commentary stuff with Sky, sort yeah. of part-time sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, just enjoying life really. Sounds like you're keeping pretty busy. And so your four kids, any um, rugby players yet emerging? Uh, well, yeah, we've got um, two and two, so we went boy girl, boy girl. Um, so yeah, the, the two boys are into their into their footy, sort of. Um, Different, different boys. One's quite big and strong, and the others, yeah. um, he gets amongst it. He's, he's the younger one, so he's got no fear. So, oh, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things, mate. You, you don't really mind what they do. Yeah. Give them a golf club or a tennis racket. They might long longevity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're into their rugby and started tack, tackling uh, uh, this year. So um, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're into it. And what club are they? Uh, Preparam. My old, uh, the old stomping. I think Dane Coles was a, he's a Cavity Coaster, so he would have played for them. So, yep, they're all into that. Perfect. Hey, uh, a segment we do with all our guests on the show is called Try or No Try. So I'm just going to throw a few questions at you and just say Try or No Try, whether you agree or disagree. Cool. Uh, first off is Sparkling Water. Uh, no Try. Game of Thrones. Uh, no Try, sorry. <laughs> here's, a, here's a controversial one. Jam on your hot cross buns. No try. No try. UFC. Uh, try. Pineapple on your pizza. Try. Try. <laughs> uh, CrossFit. Uh, no try. Twenty twenty cricket. Uh, try. And finally, para para umu. Definitely a try. Surely. <laughs> try. And uh, that's that's a good one because talking about uh, para para, uh, obviously where you're born and raised. Can you just tell us about some of your early rugby memories from there. Well, yeah, I was brought up in uh, Paikokareki, which is, um, whatever, f- what, five-minute uh, car ride to, to the big smoke of Praparam. So, um, yeah, mate, playing playing with your brothers. I've got an older brother and sister. They're twins. So um, back back in those days, you know, I started playing. I was five, and I was pretty much put into my brother's uh, team, yeah. who's, uh, who's uh, a couple of years older. So I had to make it easy for mum and dad to get us around on a, on a Saturday morning. So I got beaten up a little bit and, and cried a lot when I was young. Uh, on, on the footy field, was thrown at the, the front row, so I was a hooker early on. But yeah, no, it was, it was pretty cool. It was my brother paid out in the backs and um, and gave me a lot of tries. And yeah, I just remember mate playing in bare feet mm. on a frosty uh, frosty Saturday morning, it's eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was one of those things. You, you'd um, you get home from school and it used to be you know be home before dark, before dinner. Yeah. And you, you'd cruise off, go down to the park, and kick the ball around the old Campbell Park in Pukekohe, and 
and get home, you know, before dark and have dinner, then, uh, you know, she starts up again. But, no, it was good. Pokokarigi was a, I think, gee, I think there's 700 houses there, so there weren't too many people floating around. So um, it was a good lifestyle. The beach was there, so we we pretty much had everything. Um, Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. And then off to college, obviously, where your um, career progressed um, to another level. And so what college did you go to? I don't know if it progressed. We played Capity College, mate. So we uh, we had a first 15 that um, we basically had to play in the second 15 in, in the town comp. We just weren't uh, big enough or, or good enough, really. Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, at some stage, someone's uh, someone's seen me and you get an opportunity. To get, I think I went to the New Zealand Secondary Schools, and yeah. and that's probably where you, you sort of your eyes open, really, because there's all the... All the good players from around New Zealand, you know the the Carlos Spencers from bloody Waipahu College, and um, you know you sort of heard, heard about these boys. And when you when you get to, I guess a trial and, and play against them, you you know. And for me, um, I guess things came pretty easily. You know when you're one of the better or faster players sort of in the coast, and you come up against some of these kids that are, are bigger and faster. So you, you sort of from there, I had to you had to learn to sort of work a bit harder and. Uh, so that, I think that's probably where it started was at New Zealand schools and I was in Isatola Marker and yeah. and Carlos and Pete Alatini and sort of yeah. boys that went on to play Super Rugby and All Blacks. Yeah. You know, you sort of that's where it started for me, I think. And uh, so were you, were you a fullback at that point um, throughout college and into the secondary schools? I was, I was first five, um, first five midfielder yeah, in the younger days. Obviously, I started off at hooker, uh, but I didn't grow, so I had to move out to the backs. Um, so fullback was probably probably um, yeah later on um, uh, yes yeah, so I guess secondary schools but I sat behind um, geez like guys like Cashmore and James Kerr and um, Cameron Rackham a guy that was a, a pretty good player back in the day um, so I sat behind those boys and, and had to sort of bide, bide my time and uh, and wait till the following year before I actually got a start. And then following on from that, um, following on from school, obviously played for Horfano Capity and Manor Two, second and third division in the amateur era. Um, how, how good a grounding was that for a player from um, you know straight out of school into that environment? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, I always remember Horfano Carlos was playing there, and they were third division, and they got promoted that year up to uh, up to second division, and then Carlos went off to to Auckland. Uh, and then, obviously, so we had the first year for us in second division. But I always remember, I think we had games, or I played games against Fiji, an, an international uh, game, which was pretty good. And the one I probably I do remember is playing against Transvaal. Transvaal came out, played on the Levin domain, and, uh, man, that was an eye because they, ran, they were just big, yeah. big, big boys. And, geez, I was, what, 18 years old, and um, it was pretty scary stuff. But... Um, was it P- I think Peter Hendricks was was on the wing, uh, j- just big big boys, yeah. and then that year we we uh, I think we lost every game in the right. in the second division for half an hour, so that was a, a pretty good grounding. I remember playing against um, Jonah and Joelle yeah. for counties. I think it was Jonah's first first class game, and mm-hmm. they beat us um, 112 to eight, yeah. which was pretty good. And the cameras are all there because obviously it was Jonah and <laughs> Jonah's first game. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, man, I tell you, that's what I tell kids. These, you know, yeah. when I, if I speak to them, you know, it doesn't matter if you, you win or lose. It's um, there's people always watching, eh? Whether you lose yeah. by 112 to eight, yeah. uh, which, which I've been in. Um, but yeah, I guess it was, a, it was a pretty good learning curve. And I, I think I had a couple of years at Hofnoor, then I actually moved to to Manor Two and mm. played for the mighty mm. Manor Two. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm um, just going to shift forward to 1996, a real landmark year, I think, kicking off with obviously Super Rugby first, and you played in the first ever professional game, essentially, in New Zealand, and what, what were your memories on, on that game? Uh, yeah, once again, you, sort of, you come out of that, um, I come out of 95, 96 through the sevens, that sort of sevens campaign, so you, I guess you're used to seeing guys like Jonah and, um, you know, Eric Rush and, and boys like that, but I guess it's a whole new level, because, you know, you run out onto the park and... Um, and Palmerston North there, and you know Zinzan Brook, you know Fitzpatrick, yeah. you know Robin Brook, Olo Brown, Craig Dowd, yeah. you know Carlos was obviously there, Ronnie Clark. I mean, these are the guys you, man, are you watching at school? Yeah. You know, you still tell Fitzy that. You know, I used to watch Fitzy when I was sort of six, seven years old. Yeah. So that just showed how old he was. Yeah. But I mean, it was it was pretty scary, pretty daunting, and I guess you just want that the whistle to. Yeah. to to start it, and then then you're into it, and that sort of nerves go away. But you know, it's pretty, I guess. Um, you know, pretty pretty special to, to have the first Super Rugby game, and um, I, I think we, we ended up losing losing that game. But I mean, it was a we, we, big crowds. Yeah. Um, you know, the Hurricanes was a sort of a bit of a mixed outfit from guys coming in yeah. from everywhere. But uh, you know, it's some pretty good players yeah. sort of floating around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tunner and uh, and Alama and, and Bull Allen and blokes like that. So um, yeah. you know, we had a lot of fun that year. Yeah, absolutely. And touching on uh, sevens as well. So that year, I think you said 94, 95, 96. But particularly 96, Hong Kong, yourself and, and Jonah, and I think you scored something like 18 tries in that tournament playing under Titchens. And, and how special was that, that, those times in Hong Kong for you? Yeah, pretty cool, eh? Like, I, I went there in 95 and pretty much, um, you know, Cashy was there. So I sort of sat, I played the first game of the tournament and then and sat and watched them um, uh, play and, uh, and win, win the tournament. So that was, that was pretty good to see because Jonah had a massive year in 95 and just destroyed everybody. Um, and then, so yeah, I mean, I went back and worked home after that sevens tournament, worked really hard and uh, got picked again in 96 and I think Cashy was injured, so, you know, there's, there's your opportunity and, and jumped in and, and had a pretty good tournament. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I would have loved to play more sevens, it just obviously with Super Rugby starting up, it just got a bit harder. Um, I guess back then you could sort of, sort of switch from sevens to fifteens, it wasn't too bad if you didn't have too much of a break. Um, I think now it's it's really really hard to, to switch from both. Tried to come back in '98. Oh, I did come back in '98 in the Commonwealth Games. That yeah. went all right. And then uh, tried to give it another crack in 2000 in Wellington with the first Wellington Sevens, and it was just too hard to. Yeah. I just had had too too long a time off. But I mean, I, I mean, I, I love Sevens. That's where it, it started for me. You know, just you know the open space and um, and running with the ball. Um, yeah, I mean, Titch is uh, is pre pretty good. He had a knack of picking young guys. Yeah. Um, from anywhere, you know, he did it with Jonah when he was a young bloke, and he, he picked me out of, you know, I think the Manawa Two uh, team at that, that National Seven. So, um, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed Sevens. It's, mate, that's where you learn fitness and discipline, and we all know Titch's uh, um, eating regime and all that sort of stuff. So uh, you learn a lot um, when you're in there. And on the back of that sevens form and also Super Rugby form, you made the All Blacks in '96, and first two tests, I believe you got seven tries. Um, what, were you, what were you thinking then after scoring seven tries in your first two tests? Yeah, well, once a game, mate. I mean, you get into that uh, that All Black environment, and it's it's quite daunting, um, especially back then, you know, because it's it was professional, but it was still kind of the, the old school where, you know, older guys, you know, doing their respect and all that sort of stuff. That's <laughs> um, probably, it's a lot different now, but pretty daunting. And I was lucky enough, you know, my, I think my, fir my first roomie was Zinni. Uh, so, so he was pretty cool. And, 
Um, you had a few Wellington boys there, Lama was there, so you kind of feel at ease. But I mean, man, you walk into an all-black team room and you know see those faces that you used to watch on yeah. on telly, which was quite daunting. Uh, you know that third, I think the first week against the Samoa game, I, I um, sort of strained a calf during that week, so I wasn't really sure if I was going to play or not. So. You know, I just iced the hell of it, you know, for about two or three days before the, the game and woke up on Saturday, still sore, went and did a fitness test and uh, still really sore, just told, told the doctor that it felt good. Um, and then got out, I mean, I think you're nervous. I think one of the most nervous things was obviously I had that injury, the calf, but the nervous thing for me was the hucker. Yeah. You know, I'm not a mean hucker guy or anything like that. So you, you get that out of the way and then... Um, and then once the whistle blows, you're pretty much into it. The calf strain went away for some reason, yeah. adrenaline, I don't know, and, and and got into the game. And once again, mate, you're playing with the best guys in New Zealand, you know. Um, I think Zinni, you know, set me up for the first try, Goldie Goldie the second, and, yeah. you know, when you've got Jonah there and, and blocks like that, it's um, it's pretty cool to play with the yeah. best players in New Zealand. It yeah. make, makes life a lot easier. Definitely. And later that year, very historic um, tour to South Africa. Um, first ever All Black Series win over there, and you played, I think, in one test on that series. Um, did you realise how special, how big that was, an achievement at the time? No, not really. I mean, back then, gee man, 20, 20 years old, you, I don't know, your first tour to South Africa, you, you know, I think we were there. It was a massive tour party, um, whatever we were there, six, seven weeks. So you just enjoy it. You just enjoy it. You, you're playing your footy and. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I always say to people now, you probably means more to me now than what it did back then. You know, you, you, I think probably everybody remember, you know, Fitzy banging the ground after that Pretorio test and Goldie running down the sideline, you know, giving it the what's up to the crowd and all that sort of stuff. I mean, to, to me, it was just another game. It was pretty cool that we won and um, it was almost like a, you know, a whatever sort of moment. But but now you, you sort of realise that, um, you know, it's pretty big and... Uh, First time the All Black team had gone there and won a series, um, but now, yeah, definitely more <laughs> means more to me now than, than back then. Yeah. And '99, jumping forward a few years, obviously heartbreak at the World Cup. France played pretty amazing in that second half, and not the only All Black team to experience heartbreak at a World Cup. Um, what did it mean when Richie McCaw lifted that trophy in 2011-2015? Oh yeah, it's it pretty cool. I mean, uh, people talk about choking and all that sort of stuff, I and mean, I don't I don't believe that. I think World Cups are really hard to win. I mean, let alone winning back-to-back. -back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're sort of here, we're, we're, I was at the ground and it was almost like a relief for the crowd. I don't know what would have happened if, we'd, uh, if the All Blacks had lost that, um, lost that game. But once again, you know, th that's what... Um, when you're playing for a World Cup, mate, France are going to get up. Whoever you play are going to get up for it. And, you know, it could have gone either way, that game. Yeah. I mean, that's just how tough they are. If World Cups are easy to, easy to win. You, you win it every time you play for it, but... But it's not so. Yeah, it was, I guess it meant a lot. To, I mean, I've never won a World Cup, so it's pretty cool if you're in the team that that can. And um, so yeah, I mean, looking forward to the to the next one, the Japan, if they can, um, you know, go, do, do the three P. That'll, that'll be awesome. Um, but yeah, it's going to be tough because obviously a lot of teams are going to get up for it. That's what you get up for a World Cup. It doesn't matter what you do in between. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, looking forward to 2000 now, um, game of the century between Wallabies and All Blacks in front of 100,000 people in Sydney. And uh, do you have any memories of that match, particularly Jonah's try at the end to secure the win? Yeah, well, mate, to be honest, you, you remember the first seven minutes and the last 30 seconds. <laughs> or, or, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was a crazy game. I mean, a big crowd, and it's pretty cool to play, play in you know, big stadiums like that and big crowds. And 
but yeah, it was just a crazy seven minutes, and um, it, was, it was like a, it was almost like we we went into shock, you know, and <laughs> not the Aussies. They, you know, whatever twenty one nil after seven minutes thirty or something like that, and the, the bounce of the ball went our way, and then yeah, it's like we went to sleep, and they came back and. Um, yeah, I mean that last 30 sailing, Tane Randall threw the ball over the Jonah, and there's probably only one guy in the world that I think that could have yeah. scored that try. He's a big unit, but he, um, you know, tiptoed down the sideline and yeah. and got around Larkham and yeah, put the ball down with you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was nothing. So um, yeah. yeah, it was one of those games where man, you would have felt bad if you had lost because of, of what we'd got ourselves the lead, and so pretty happy. But yeah, I mean, always. Always remember the first seven minutes and the last 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. nothing in between. Yeah, for sure. Hey, we've got a few um, questions coming from our fans um, across social media, so I'll throw a few of these at you. So first one's from Facebook, and the question is, are there any international players or rivals um, that you played against, obviously, that you now are mates with or share a beer with or play a game of golf or anything like that? Oh, look, I mean, a few of the a few of the Kiwi boys, obviously, like, like their golf, you know, um, you know, if Mertz is in town or Marshy. Um, is in town, Jeff Wilson. I mean, we like taking money off um, off Justin Marshall because it, he's an easy uh, he's an easy bet. Um, I mean, Gregan Gregan yeah. sort of comes into town with the Aussie boys, so um, I mean, he's he's a good fella, sort of t- tough fella to play against. But um, you know, he's a great great guy off it off the field. Um, so yeah, we we took money off him and uh, uh, Gregan and, uh, and Marshall not not long ago. Actually, it was quite nice. Uh, but I think yeah, where, wherever you go, mate, around the world, you, you bump into this, to different blokes you played with, and you know it's like nothing, nothing's changed. Whether it's been two years or ten years, um, you know you, you go up to Hong Kong, there's always blokes floating around there, coming in from different parts of the world, and you get chances to sort of have have a whack of golf and, and catch up with um, and have a beer and a chat about the old days. So um, yeah, I mean we're blokes, aren't we? You don't need to ring each other every day. It's, yeah. uh, it's one of those things you. You might not see someone for a long time, but when you see them, yeah. um, it's, it's like it was yesterday. Yeah, and question from Twitter, which is, you scored 46 test tries. Is there one that stands out above the rest for you? Oh, yeah, I suppose that the one in Dunedin against the uh, against the Wallabies when Zinni um, uh, caught a ball from Larkham and then just threw a, he'd, he'd call it a 30-40 you know, metre pass, I'd yeah. say more 20. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, took off down the field and uh, and turned uh, Gregan inside out, yeah. which is always nice, and scored. Uh, yeah, that's probably one of the favourite ones, yeah. He's a ripper. And uh, from Instagram now, there's a rumour was circulating that you could bench press more than Jonah. What actually could you bench press in your prime? <laughs> oh, but body of the weight ratio, mate. I'm, uh, I think I was about 80, 83 kgs, 84 kgs at the time. Jonah, what would he be, 100 and yeah. <laughs> 120, I don't know. Yeah. He was a big unit. Um, so your body to weight ratio, I think I could do around 155 or something like that yeah. at, at 80 kgs. I mean, the Fords could have, could do more, but yeah. obviously they've got big chest, short arms, so their yeah. bench presses, uh, they don't need to push it as far as what we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we you, you sort of, I was reasonably strong for a, for a little fella. Yeah, 155, so that was one rep, 155. Yeah, well, we could make you know, make up a few more stories, yeah. mate. I could do yeah. f- three or four reps, mate, or whatever. <laughs> People always ask me about it, mate. The number, I think the number keeps on going up. <laughs> That's steady. Hey, look, moving on to Lions now. Um, obviously, you never got a chance to play them, just given when your career happened. They only come every 12 years. What do you think it's going to mean to the players that will take on the Lions this year? 
Oh, it's bigger, isn't it? It's, I mean, you remember when they came here, um, was it 12 years ago, whenever it was, it's, um, it's a big occasion. I mean, they, they bring a lot of support and I guess a lot of expectations on what they can do. And I mean, this is a pretty pretty good all-back side, geez, over the last, what, 10 or so years. So um, there's a lot of expectations on the players as well mm. to, to perform. But I mean, we've seen, you know, England are doing well, Ireland are doing well, Scotland's done pretty well. Um, uh, Wales, well, you know, up and down, but they've got the players. Um, I guess it's the same old thing, mate, it's how they can come together as, you know, whatever it is, four different nations and, and form form the line and, and the ones team. But we know it's going to be massive. The, everyone gets in behind it. Um, the locals get in behind, you know, and, and and just make it a good event. It's going to be a, it's going to be tough for them, man. It's going to be tough. But but as you said, I've never played them, so as a player, it's um, I guess it's like a World Cup. It's one of those things that, that not many get to do. If you can win a series against them, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty special moment. Yeah, for sure. And um, as a former fullback, there's a few great fullbacks um, floating around the UK scene at the moment. Who do you think is the inside um, pick uh, for the Lions fullback position? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean I, I mean obviously I think uh, Brown. I mean, he's. I watched him the other night playing playing for I think is he playing for Harlequins. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a difficult one. I mean, sometimes you can be a be a good player, but it's whoever the coach is, right? It's it's who um, it's who they prefer. Um, are there going to be more England players than, than Irish guys? Are they going to be more Irish than England? I mean, it's really hard to know how they're going to um, you know put put their team together. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, the only you know, Brown's strong. He's um, he's been around for a little while. He's he's solid, dependable. Um, but yeah, once again, they're going to have to bring a lot of players because it's going to be a hard, hard tour, yeah. and we know all about injuries and, and what happens there. So, that's I suppose interest for for everyone is is man, who, who's it going to be? They're starting fifteen against the All Blacks because yeah. <laughs> some of their other games are going to be bloody hard as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, to me, Brown at the moment, but I mean, anything could happen. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a brutal series. And look, it's only just over two months away till it begins. Um, do you think you could put your neck on the line and give us a, a series prediction out of the three test series? Well, I've heard people say two one, but I think uh, I think our our boys will will be well up for it, mate. I think a, a three nil whitewash. I just think we're uh, we're too strong. People are talking about England at the moment, but I mean, we don't know how good they are. We no no we haven't played them. We don't play them until next year so I just think man four nations that they, you know they play each other they smash each other and they have to come together and be mates and yeah. oh, I don't know oh, I just think we're, we're 3-0 yeah. all day yeah. and you're going to have 20,000 supporters coming over not a lot of accommodation you haven't got a room on Airbnb at your place to, to get a few extra dollars there mate I've got, I've got a few rooms mate yeah, yeah no, wor no worries <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's always a price isn't there surely yeah. Absolutely. Hey, look, um, Christian, thanks for chatting to us, mate. And I guess finally, it's great to announce that you're going to be a columnist on allblacks.com um, during the line series and leading up to. So, um, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, look, I mean, I guess we all know the Lions series is going to be pretty exciting. Um, I think I'm involved with doing a bit of a few of the midweek uh, Lions games, so against the franchises. So, I mean, that's going to be massive. You know, you, you've heard that the All Blacks are going to be playing, I think, in the first, is it the first two or three of those um, matches. And, I guess it's one of those things we want our um, our franchise teams to to destroy them, you know, the Lions and put put doubt and, and sow the seed. So it's uh it's going to be cool. It's going to be um, uh, so so we'll, we'll be around. I'll be around the, 
the scene and uh, I guess letting people know what sort of what's going on and uh, and my thoughts about uh, how the lines are going. But but I mean obviously how how the All Blacks are, are shaping up. I just hope that All Blacks stay uh, injury free and we um, we have a strong squad because we've seen now, mate. We've um, there's been a few injuries floating around. And we don't want to want those boys to get fixed and, and better and, uh, and get back on the park. Yeah, thanks for your time, Christian, and look forward to reading more on allblacks.com. Yeah, awesome. Cheers. Thanks for listening to episode six of the All Blacks podcast. It was really great to catch up with Kelly. And uh, as always, look, we really appreciate your feedback. So uh, don't hesitate to comment on social media. Let us know what other guests you'd like to see on the show. And stay tuned for episode seven, where we will be chatting to WBO heavyweight champion, Joseph Parker, ahead of his title fight. So stay tuned for that one.